take us back from the beginning. You're you're a Nigerian who's currently in America, and you've done this groundbreaking goggles research. How did it all start? The major problem was that we we are faced with challenges in finding cancer in the operating room. It's just like operating in the dark. You know, there's no you can't see these cancer cells. They are too small. Um, when you remove the bulk cancer. And so the question was how to be able um, to identify the small cells that will cause the cancer to come back after you've removed them. And so we were inspired to find a simple way um, to alleviate this huge problem in, in the whole world um, of detecting microscopic cancer cells within the surgical bed. So um, that was what motivated us to look for a simple method to approach this problem. Why cancer? Well, that's a very good question. Um, this is applicable to all the types of diseases. We started with cancer because um, I work in the medical school and, and we operate, we have the largest cancer one, uh, the largest cancer center in the whole of Midwest um, uh, uh, in the United States. And so um, it was interesting for us because a lot of the patients, many of them suffer from relapse of this disease. And that's where our initial focus started because of the need. Also, uh, cancer because we, we are partnering with some, some surgeons in China where they have huge problem with liver cancer. and most of these patients die three months later on after surgery or discovery of their cancer. And, and there was an immense need to find a way to improve the, the way these cancer cells are removed in the body. So it's a accumulation of needs that drove us to focusing on cancer initially. But of course, we can expand that into brain imaging, physiologic imaging, cardiac diseases, blood, vascular diseases, and all the rest. But we needed to start from where the need is today. So could your cancer goggle research be used for autoimmune diseases like HIV or ALS? Not really. Um, it depends. It depends on what you are looking for. You know, HIV is a systemic disease, uh, which simply says it's everywhere. It resides in the spinal cords and all the rest. And so it's more difficult. What we are doing is to see the disease itself uh, with these goggles. And, and HIV may not be critical to see where they are because of the way they, they are distributed. For that, we are using a different approach altogether. But that's not to rule out that, for example, if we have a tag that can light up HIV, which is possible and actually is doable, I've just not thought about it until you mentioned that. Um, uh, it's possible to then use the goggles to look at, let's say, towards the spinal cords where these latent HIV cells reside, uh, or in T cells where we know they hide from time to time until you stop taking the drugs and then they relapse. Um, so, yeah, if there's huge interest in that, possibly we can also focus on extending the application to that area. It, it sounds like a silly question, but have you found the cure to cancer? Uh, there's no cure yet. Um, that's the holy grail, really. Um, <clears throat> um, we are working on a different subject um, um, topic altogether um, to find ways to treat cancer 
I won't be so bold as to say we are going to cure cancer um, because it's a very challenging disease. And so two ways we are trying to develop an elegant way of um, finding them wherever they are and then killing them selectively so that we minimize the side effect of current chemotherapeutic uh, drugs that are used in cancer patients. Um, I think the goal should be prevention of cancer. Um, if we can adopt a lot of changes in our lifestyle and early clinical um, and, um, screening to make sure that it's ruled out, I think the incidence of cancer can be reduced drastically over the years. Um, that's where the whole research is focusing into the future right now. So, Doc, I lost my grandfather a number of years ago to lung cancer. And it's, it's, you know, if you look at the pink drive or breast cancer awareness or prostate cancer awareness, it seems to be a very emotional topic. Is your research a way to kind of remove the emotion from the illness and find a solution for it? Uh, I am sorry to hear that about your grandfather and, and this kind of news we hear every day. Um, cancer is not... So a disease that's somewhere else is is devastating many families today, and and in some in some countries they don't even know they are dying of cancer. Um, they may be attributing it to something else because of the lack of technology to diagnose accurately if it's cancer or not. So you are one example of somebody that has a family member that's died from cancer. I have a family member that was diagnosed with breast cancer not too long ago. And so this is a real problem everywhere, and it's emotional, as you say. And um, even more daunting or frightening is that after diagnosis, what's the next thing? Um, will it relapse? Am I safe? Can I go home? Um, being reassured that it's, the probability of coming back is, is very low. Um, yes, we try to make it more objective as opposed to subjective uh, treatment or detection schemes. Um, using our Google device and, um, and a, a, a system that helps us light it up. The second way is that the, we are trying to develop what we call the um, monitoring system that can help the patient stay at peace, at ease, at least um, over time uh, before they come for their doctor's visit. Um, if there is cancer in the blood that's circulating, for example, can it be detected early so that immediate action can be taken? Let's make something clear. If cancer is found very early, it can be treated. Most of the time it will be treated. The problem is when it's spread to other parts of the body, then it becomes a huge challenge um, to find those cancer cells. They change and they resist uh, therapy that's available today. So, yes, um, we want to be more objective as opposed to subjective in the way we approach um, treatment of cancer. Doc, you, you're from Nigeria. You have a Nigerian past. Have you had to fight your way to, for people to take you seriously? Um, you obviously have great French background and I've, I've read your history. But has it been a challenge being African? You know, um I must say that I'm fortunate, really. Um, I've been very fortunate. And um, in terms of personal lifestyle, we all face challenges everywhere we are, um, be it in Africa or abroad. Uh, everybody has to prove your, you have to prove yourself 
um, in any circumstances to show that you are up to the challenge. Um, and so I, I don't think it's that unique uh, and I'm not denying the fact that there's prejudice everywhere in the world, including um, even within our own countries, we have these prejudices. So um, I am really, I'm grateful that I have the support system to make me succeed here. The challenge is not necessarily from being uh, somebody of color, uh, then the challenge of, of bringing a new technology that people may not believe it will work <laughs> until you've shown that it works. Sure. Um, and that transcends color and race uh, and it's just universal, basically. Doc, do you feel like you have proven yourself? Well, that will be done when the person is dead and then legacy will tell if it's correct or not. Um, I, I think every day you get up to face the next challenge. And so you just don't say, I've arrived, I'm done, I've, I've done what I set out to do. Because there's always the next challenge we face every day. So I see it as a journey as, a, as opposed to um, um, having arrived at a destination. And the journey itself should be exciting because it's a process that throws a lot of challenges every day on your way. And it's the way you handle and respond to those challenges that makes you who you are. Hopefully along the path, you can leave some legacies that down the line people can look back and say, yes, you maybe accomplished something that others can benefit from. Doc, I was gonna ask you what motivates you. Why do you get up every single day? But I guess you've just answered it there, haven't you? <laughs> is to make a difference. It's, it's really, you know, we live in a world that's filled with um, a lot of negative events and um, that can bring down your spirit every day. Um, you know you can't solve the world problems as a single person. However, you can make a difference in your circle of influence. And, and so every morning you get up is, first of all, being grateful. I, I'm grateful to God that um, at least he wakes me up every day and that you can be able to do that. So the question then becomes, what do you do with the day ahead of you? And every day when I get up, I look at the challenges I'm supposed to face and I look at the opportunities that we have to make a difference in the little sphere of influence where we live. And if everyone will do that, I believe the world will be a wonderful place to live in.